Hello and welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. I'm your host, John Henry Weston. The situation in the church today is so severe that five cardinals and two of the most prominent bishops in the world have spoken about these as the end times. We'll get into that and Archbishop Vigano's searing assessment of the papacy of Pope Francis in this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. You'll want to stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is likely one of the most underreported stories of 2019, and I bet even most of you missed it since it was so close to Christmas. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, the former papal representative to the USA who blew the whistle on Pope Francis's knowledge of the abuses of former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, gave a summary of the papacy of Pope Francis that really must be heard. I was actually blessed to spend some time speaking with Archbishop Vigano while I was in Munich, Germany last month for the Aceh's Ordinata. He remains in good health, in good spirits. He knows full well that the battle is the Lord's, and he's actually very appreciative of all the prayers that you and countless Catholics around the world pray for him every day. Just before Christmas, Archbishop Vigano released another testimony at LifeSite News, and never before have I seen the Archbishop be so forthright. He said, and I quote, The tragic story of this failed pontificate advances with a pressing succession of twists and turns. Not a day passes from the most exalted throne, the Supreme Pontiff proceeds to dismantle the See of Peter, using and abusing its supreme authority, not to confess, but to deny, not to confirm, but to mislead, not to unite, but to divide, not to build, but to demolish." End quote. Archbishop Vigano continued, Material heresies, formal heresies, idolatry, superficiality of every kind, the Supreme Pontiff Bergoglio never ceases stubbornly to humiliate the highest authority of the Church. His actions seek to violate the sacred deposit of faith and to disfigure the Catholic face of the Bride of Christ by word and action, through duplicity and lies, through those theatrical gestures of his that flaunt spontaneity but are meticulously conceived and planned, and through which he exalts himself in a continuous narcissistic self-celebration while the figure of the Roman pontiff is humiliated and the sweet Christ on earth is obscured." End quote. Amazing words from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. And I continue, For more than six years now, we have been poisoned by a false magisterium. End quote. The Archbishop also points out that modernism has been infecting the Church actually since the Second Vatican Council. He says, and I quote, over these last decades, the mystical body has been slowly drained of its lifeblood through unstoppable bleeding. The sacred deposit of faith has gradually been squandered, dogmas denatured, worship secularized, and gradually profaned. Morality sabotaged, the priesthood vilified, the Eucharistic sacrifice protestantized, and transformed into a convivial banquet. 
he continues, Now the church is lifeless, covered with metastases, and devastated. The people of God are groping, illiterate, and robbed of their faith in the darkness of chaos and division. In these last decades, the enemies of God have progressively made scorched earth of 2,000 years of tradition. With unprecedented acceleration, thanks to the subversive and drive of this pontificate, supported by the powerful Jesuit apparatus, a deadly coup de grace is being delivered to the church. And I continue again quoting from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. With Pope Bergoglio, as with all modernists, it is impossible to seek clarity. Since the distinctive mark of the modernist heresy is dissimulation, masters of error and experts in the art of deception, they strive to make what is ambiguous universally accepted, presenting it from its harmless side, which will serve as a passport to introduce the toxic side that was initially kept hidden. He continues, and I quote, And so the lie, obstinately and obsessively repeated, ends up becoming true and accepted by the majority. The result of this abuse is what we now have before our eyes, a Catholic Church that is no longer Catholic, a container empty of its authentic content and filled with borrowed goods. End quote. Now get what he says next. He says, The advent of Antichrist is inevitable. It is part of the epilogue of the history of salvation. But we know that it is the prerequisite for the universal triumph of Christ and his glorious bride. He adds, those of us who have not let ourselves be deceived by these enemies of the church and foffed in the ecclesial body must unite and together face off against the evil one who is long defeated, yet still able to harm and cause the eternal perdition of multitudes of souls, but whose head, the Blessed Virgin, our leader, will definitively crush. Archbishop Vigano concludes his reflections, which you can read in full at LifeSite News, saying that we are living, and I quote, in the Gethsemane of the End Times. Now, it is not only Archbishop Vigano, who sees these times as apocalyptic. Another bishop, whose voice God has raised in these perilous times to international recognition, is Kazakhstan Bishop Athanasius Schneider. In a recent interview with the remnants Michael Matt, aired in November, His Excellency Bishop Schneider makes the same comparison to the current time of calamity in the Church to Christ's Passion. References to that have a direct tie to eschatological or end-time matters. In fact, it's the Catechism of the Catholic Church that's the most prominent reference of this comparison. If you read it at number 677, the Catechism says, and I quote, The Church will enter the glory of the Kingdom only through this final Passover, when she will follow her Lord in His death and resurrection. The kingdom will be fulfilled then not by a historic triumph of the church through a progressive ascendancy, but only by God's victory over the final unleashing of evil, which will cause his bride to come down from heaven. 
God's triumph over the revolt of evil will take the form of the last judgment after the final cosmic upheaval of this passing world." End quote. Note the part that says the Church, the mystical body of Christ, will follow her Lord in his death and in his resurrection. Bishop Schneider described it more fully in this way. We have to love our Mother Church even, in, even more in this time of her passion. We have to say to people, our Mother Church is now enduring Holy Friday because the Church is the mystical body of Christ. And by divine, by this divine permission, God permitted that the Church in the past 50, 60 years entered a time really uh, the way of the cross, the stations of the cross. And I think now we arrived in this, our, our current time, we arrived to the Calvaria, Golgotha. The, our Mother Church is humiliated as Jesus Christ was, is um, in chains as Jesus was tied. Uh, and today those who humi humiliate our mother, the church, and are not so much the enemies of the church, but incredibly, the clergy mostly, and even high clergy in the church. This is the mystery in some way of Judas. As you see, Bishop Schneider used that same comparison used in the Catechism and by Archbishop Vigano to suggest that the church today is suffering her Calvary. In terms of cardinals of the Catholic Church who have spoken on this subject, we turn first to His Eminence Cardinal Raymond Burke who first in July 2017 said, and I quote, confusion, division, and error within the Catholic Church coming from shepherds, even at the highest levels, indicate that we may be, he said, in the end times. He was speaking at the, in Kentucky at the Church Teachers Forum. He added that in his opinion, the times, quote, realistically seem to be apocalyptic, end quote. He said, and I quote again, we are living in most troubled times in the world and also in the church. In such a pervasively disordered cultural condition, there is legitimate fear of a global confrontation which could only mean destruction and death for many. He added, and I quote, clearly the present situation of the world cannot continue without leading to total annihilation. Cardinal Burke actually repeated those remarks, or similar remarks, in a December 2017 interview with Paolo Gambi, published at the Catholic Herald in the UK. He was asked about his statements from back in May regarding the end times, and he replied saying, In the present moment, there is confusion and error about the most fundamental teachings of the Church, for example, with regard to marriage and the family. He went on to describe the debate in the church over communion and divorce and remarriage. Speaking of confusion in the church, he said, and I quote, 
There is today confusion as to whether there are acts which are intrinsically evil, and this, of course, is the foundation of the moral law. When this foundation begins to be questioned within the church, then the whole order of human life and the order of the church itself are endangered. He continued, so there is a feeling that in today's world that is based on secularism with a completely anthropocentric approach by which we can create our own meaning of life and the meaning of family and so on, the church itself seems to be confused. In that sense, he continued, in that sense, one may have the feeling that the church gives the appearance of being unwilling to obey the mandates of our Lord. And then perhaps we have arrived at the end times. End quote. That same feeling that we are in the end times was expressed also by the late great Cardinal Carlo Maria as Carlo Cafara. Speaking at the Rome Life Forum in May 2017, he recalled that the letter St. Lucia Fatima sent him decades before, speaking about the final battle, and I quote, the final battle or decisive battle between our Lord and the kingdom of Satan will be over marriage and the family. And he said that it was his conviction that what Sister Lucy had written him about it be, uh, was, and I quote, this is what he said at our conference, is being fulfilled in these days of ours, end quote. La mia riflessione queste pagine sono nate da que anche da queste indimenticabili parole di Suor Lucia. My reflection in these pages were is also based on these words by Sister Lucy. E quindi dalla convinzione che ciò che Lu Lucia diceva allora ai nostri giorni si sta compiendo. And therefore on the conviction that what Sister Lucy said in those days is being uh, fulfilled uh, in these days of ours. A third cardinal, who like Cardinals Burke and Cafara, challenged Pope Francis to clarify the teachings of the Church, presenting him with various questions or dubia which have been <laughs> which have been uh, non-answered or remained unanswered, has also spoken of these times with apocalyptic references. In the lead-up to the Amazonian Synod, Cardinal Walter Brandmüller said, and I quote, The frightening question arises whether the protagonists of this synod are not more concerned with the attempt to secretly replace religion as man's answer to the call of its creator by a pantheistic natural religion of man, namely by a new variant of modernism from the beginning of the 20th century. And the German prelate drew a line to the warnings of Holy Scripture concerning the end times, saying, and I quote, it is difficult not to think of the eschatological texts of the New Testament, end quote. And as the Pachamama scandal broke out during the Synod, Cardinal Brandmüller made direct reference to the apocalyptic warnings of Christ, calling the Pachamama idols in the Vatican the abomination of desolation set up in the holy place. End quote. Cardinal Brandmüller made the reference while praising the actions of the two young men who removed the Pachamama idols from the church in Rome and threw them into the Tiber. He said of these two young men, one of which we know now is the great Alexander Chugowel, he said, this is again 
uh, Cardinal Brandmiller talking about them before they were known, he said, these two courageous Maccabees who have removed the abomination of desolation in the holy place are the prophets of today, end quote. Now that's a very interesting term or phrase he used, the abomination of desolation set up in the holy place. And here's why. The text from the scriptures, which Cardinal Brandmiller quotes, is our Lord's words to the apostles recorded in Matthew chapter 24, when the apostles asked Jesus, so what signs can you tell us will come before your second coming? As part of his rather lengthy answer, our Lord tells them, and I quote, When therefore you shall see the abomination of desolation which was spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, he that reads let him understand, then they that are in Judea let them flee to the mountains, and so on, end quote. That's from the scriptures, chapter 24 of the Gospel of Matthew, our Lord speaking to his apostles, answering that question about what signs will come before the end. But the use of apocalyptic language is not only coming from the Dubia Cardinals. Cardinal Gerhard Müller, who until recently actually was, uh, before he was removed kind of unceremoniously by Pope Francis, he was the head of the powerful Vatican Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith. He issued his Manifesto of Faith in February of last year. And that document, which was a heroic restatement of the points of faith, especially those under attack today, Cardinal Muller said this in his Manifesto of Faith. I quote, To keep silence about these and other truths of the faith and to teach people accordingly is the greatest deception against which the Catechism vigorously warns. It represents the last trial of the church and leads man to a religious delusion, the price of their apostasy. He continued, It is the fraud of Antichrist. He will deceive those who are lost by all means of injustice, for they have closed themselves to the love of the truth by which they should be saved. End quote. And so for our fifth cardinal, we have Cardinal Willem Jacobus Eich of the Netherlands. You might remember him from a former John Henry Weston show where I interviewed him. Well, writing in the National Catholic Register in May 2018, Cardinal Eich said, and I quote, Observing that the bishops and above all the successor of Peter failed to maintain and transmit faithfully and in unity the deposit of faith contained in sacred tradition and sacred scripture, I cannot help but think of Article 675 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And he went on to quote that section of the Catechism in his article in full in his commentary. And I'll quote it for you. The Church's ultimate trial before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity in the form of a religious deception, offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth." End quote. And LifeSite News did a follow-up interview with Cardinal Eich about this, our Paris correspondent, uh, Jean Smits. 
asked him about it, and here's what he said. He said, I quoted, a num- I quoted number 675 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church because there are cardinals who plead for the blessing of homosexual relationships. I referred to this paragraph of the Catechism as a warning. It states that shortly before the apocalypse, voices will raise within, rise within the church itself and even among the highest authorities of the church who will express divergent opinions in relation to Catholic doctrine. I did this, says Cardinal Egg, as a warning. Let us be careful not to find ourselves in this situation, end quote. As you can see, there are at least five cardinals and two prominent bishops who have raised the specter of the end times in our days. But as we have said here on this program before, that's not something to be down about. Let me actually return to the actually encouraging and inspiring words of Archbishop Carla Maria Vigano, who after stating very bluntly the catastrophic situation facing the church today in the time of Pope Francis, concluded with real encouragement. Bishop Vigano concluded with these words, Now it is our turn, without equivocation, without letting ourselves be driven out of this church whose legitimate children we are, and in which we have the sacred right to feel at home, without the hateful horde of Christ's enemies making us feel marginalized, schismatic, and excommunicated. Now it is our turn. The triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, co-redemptrix and mediatrix of all graces, passes through her little ones, who are certainly frail and sinners, but are absolutely opposed to the members enlisted in the enemy's army. Little ones consecrated without any limit whatsoever to the Immaculate in order to be her heel, the most humiliated and despised part, the most hated by hell, but which together with her will crush the head of the infernal monster. He continued, the church is shrouded in the darkness of modernism, but the victory belongs to our Lord and his bride. We desire to continue to profess the perennial faith of the church in the face of the roaring evil that besieges her. We desire to keep vigil with her and with Jesus in this new Gethsemane of the end times. To pray and to do penance and reparation for the many offenses caused to them. End quote. What an absolutely encouraging, inspiring, amazing way to conclude a very hard address. And let's use that to close this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. We'll see you next time. And may God bless you.